Hello and welcome to the formal review. Today, we will be looking at the 2019 film, Midsommar. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy the review. Hey everyone and welcome back to the formal review. This is episode 43 and I thank you all for tuning in once again. Now before I get started, I do want to preface this episode with a mild spoiler warning, but as always, I will do my best to keep everything fairly vague so not to ruin the movie for you. However, as I always say, I do suggest you go see the film first before you hear what I have to say so you fully understand everything. In this episode, I will have a spoiler section at the end. I will give a bigger disclaimer then, plus a fast forward point to the rating if you want to skip it. I also want to preface this episode with a slight pronunciation warning. I am not Swedish and I may pronounce some of these words incorrectly. And I do apologize for that, but if you don't care about that, keep listening. So Midsommar is a folk horror film written and directed by Ari Aster and starring Florence Pugh, Jack Rayner, William Jackson Harper, Wilhelm Bomgren, and Will Poulter. It follows a group of friends who travel to Sweden for a festival that occurs once every nine years, and they find themselves in the clutches of a pagan cult. Now, this film is Aster's follow-up to Hereditary, which I thought was an amazing horror film. For my full thoughts on that, please check out episode three. As with that film, the direction, cinematography, and attention to detail are all off the chart. The film is really about the horrific aspect of a break up loss depression and obviously these are taken to an extreme level the film does have a lot of similarities to the previous film from how it deals with fears all these fears really have no cure or solution and they are things that a lot of people go through now this film starts off with a very tragic event that puts our main character danny played by pew through that traumatizes her she's also in the midst of a very rough patch with her boyfriend christian played by Raynar. his friends played by harper blumgren and poulter don't really like her and and christian's trying to find a way out of the relationship. However, because of the traumatic event, he doesn't really feel it's a good idea to break up right now. He and his friends plan to go on this trip to Sweden, and then Danny finds out about it. She's heard that she wasn't invited initially, but she sort of invites herself along, and Christian, feeling sort of guilty, allows it to occur. And this is where the film starts to take off. Aster slowly introduces the Harga, who are seemingly peaceful, until Aster shows you an Atesuapa ritual. So, I'm not going to exactly say what this ritual is, but you'll know it when you see it in the film. And honestly, if this were me in this situation, I would have peaced out at this point. Because this is absolutely horrific. And each moment as the film progresses gets creepier and creepier. And this film doesn't have any jump scares to my recollection, but there are a lot of moments in this film that will put chills down your spine. Additionally, Aster is able to touch on themes of women empowerment, death, aging, and breakups over the passage of time. And honestly, how the cycle of season occurs and how people change. And honestly, the more I think on this film, the more I enjoy it. Because the messages are so strong, Aster even ties in a lot of homages to other horror films such as The Shining and The Wicker Man, both the original and the remake. Now, as I mentioned, the film starts off with Danny having a traumatic event and her having a bad relationship with Christian. It is a very dark time in her life and she has really no one to turn to. This all changes when she visits Sweden. To really go much more into her character is honestly spoilatory, so I'll hold off on that for a little bit. However, one should know that Pew does an amazing job as Danny from start to finish 
and the rest of the Gordon cast is very good as well. One other group of characters that I do want to go into here is the Harka themselves. Not really a spoiler to say this, their movements are very interesting to see. They move in a way that corresponds with their emotion. When they're sad, they feel it all through their body. This is shown multiple times throughout the film, but not much has gone into why this is, even though it is still very interesting. Now, my main flaw with this film is that how similar it is to the original The Wicker Man. And I can't really tell if this film is supposed to be a direct homage to that or is it just lazy writing. In this aspect, it kind of then lacks originality even though there are some original ideas. Now for bad or for good, the characters in this are only in this story. Meaning that the audience doesn't really get to know them that much outside of it. The film shows that some of them want to write dissertations on the Harga but that's really it. We don't get to really know who they are as graduate students or college students. It doesn't really make sense why that's there because some characters don't really have anything. So why bring this into the story for some characters but then not others? And honestly there are a few scenes that do drag a little bit. However, I do think that it's still an enjoyable time. Now, so this next section here is going to be this huge spoiler section where I'm going to go into more detail for those who want to listen. For those who do not, please skip ahead to the 11 minute and 21 second mark to get the overall thoughts on the film and the rating. The next bit again is going to be heavy spoilers so you have been warned. Alright here we go. Now obviously this is only my interpretation of the story. Take it with a grain of salt. So this film looks at the idea of seasons. Spring is when things are born or reborn. Summer is when they grow and prosper. Fall is when they're in their prime but slowly start to die. And winter is the time that things really die. And when you boil it down, that is very true to how humans live their lives. And this film states that life takes place in 4x. The childhood years, then turn 18 is 36 then 36 to 54, and then 54 to 74. But film goes deeper into that theme. At the beginning of this film, Danny is in a very dark place. Her parents were murdered by her sister, then she killed herself. Her boyfriend is bad to her, and they're on the brink of a breakup. She is alone in the world, and she has no one to depend on. The film even shows this by the colors surrounding her. They are dark and depressing, but when they arrive in Sweden, the colors start to brighten, as colors seem to do when spring comes around. The sun's out now more. Spring isn't always nice as in there's like rain, but it's slowly getting to a more sunnier type of light. Similar to this, Danny still has a lot of darkness around her. She still feels traumatized by the, her loss, and she starts to see all the problems with Christian more so than she did before. And she's slowly realizing how bad of a human he is. He forgot her birthday. He dismisses her reactions and feelings, ignores her, and even steals an idea from her friend for his dissertation. She she starts to see these better qualities in Christian's friend Pele. He remembers her birthday and even shares the loss of his parents to a fire. Though we know at the end of the film that it was obviously ritual based. Either way though, the audience sees Danny getting more close to the Harga than with the people she came with. This allows her to be more honest with herself about Christian. For example, when she's told that one of the British guys that she meets when she arrives in Sweden leaves his partner behind, she tells Christian that she believes that he would do the same thing to her. And Christian sort of ignores this and seems to be distracted by this other girl in the Harga commune. And furthermore, on this 
platter porn, he eats a quote-unquote special pie and drink that is a part of the commune's ritual of attraction, though he doesn't realize this. The commune then starts to kill off friends to emphasize the separation that Danny feels from these people. Like I said earlier, they don't really like her anyway, so this killing really makes sense for this. After all these other people have gone missing in this point of the film, the commune then separates Christian and Danny to participate in respective midsummer activities. Danny enters the running to become the May Queen in the Maypole Dance, and Christian is sent to see the commune's leader, Siv. Siv tells Christian that he is now able to mate with Maja, the girl from earlier that I mentioned. Now, he's confused by this, but he doesn't say no. So you see how, interestingly, the commune separates Danny into this kind of more happier type of activity, whereas Christian is sent into a quick, happier activity. And Danny ends up winning the May Queen crown. She doesn't know the meaning of this, but she ends up being happy. Now this is the summer of the movie, but it's kind of that transition between spring and summer. Because she starts off in winter, she goes to spring when she gets to spring, and then as she slowly gets more and more custom into herself, this is when she is in the summer of her life at this point. The winter season of the film is when it really goes off the rails. Christian is drugged and taken to Maja to mate, all while a dozen women surround and watch them. As Danny returns as Makely, she starts hearing the noises from Christian, Maja, and the other women, and then sees her boyfriend cheated on her. And for anyone who has had someone cheat on them, this is not a good feeling. One is going to start doubting themselves, and they can lead them to a very, very dark place. Danny completely breaks down. But unlike the beginning of the film, she is not alone. The Hargo women surround her and breathe with her, almost going through this panic attack with her. Now this is a very traumatic moment in her life, and Danny has these people that help her through it, in comparison to how Christian did not at the beginning of the film. And this really shows her final growth into the heart. Now even though Christian was unhappy in the relationship, and he was used to grow the commune in a way, he is put in front of Daddy for judgment. And this is because even though she did provide some use to the commune, he still did their May Queen wrong. Now this goes into similar to what Wonder Woman said to Steve Trevor. Men are essential for procreation, but when it comes to pleasure, unnecessary. She has to judge him because as the film plays out, there has sacrifices. Two of them sacrificing the ritual earlier, then there's four other strangers who have been sacrificed over the course of the film, and then Danny has to make the final one. And she has to choose between Christian and also a rando from the Harga chose by a lottery of some sort. In this moment, she chooses Christian. She knows here that for her to be her true self to be reborn, she must kill off everything from her prior year. She must purge everything that she once knew. This is why she smiles at the end of the film. She is truly herself. She is separated from any man and now has a support system in her new family. And this is what this last ceremony kind of represents. It is shown through the movements of the Harga. All of them are moving, purging something from their system. And as Danny purges the last thing from her body and mind, she can grow into who she was meant to be, the May Queen. Now she has now left all the death 
and winter behind her and is again in spring. She can now start anew. And one thing that's really interesting to this point in the summer is that when the film is about to kill off Christian, one of the head priests says to him a phrase that really talks down to him as being one of the scourges of the earth, essentially. Overall, this film was a fantastic time in the theater as it was very creepy and horrific. And it, again, it doesn't rely on jump scares, but rather it's themes to scare you. And this theme is beautifully written into the film. Though I do say there is some issues with the overall writing and can come off as pompous. I am a fan of Hereditary more because it felt more true to the horror genre. However, this film I think is still good. The score is beautiful and the attention to detail is amazing. And I would rate this film a 4.5 out of 5 bow ties. Now, what did you think of the film? What is your interpretation? Let me know. Hit me up on social media, the formal reviews on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And the URL is all the same. It's at the formal review. Thank you all for tuning in once again, and I really appreciate you all listening. I see the numbers, and I'm really thankful for it. So you never miss an episode, please subscribe on your favorite streaming service, The Formal Reviews on Spotify, iTunes, Google Music, and pretty much any service that has podcasts. In addition, I always want to grow and improve, so please leave a review. I will definitely check it out. Also, feel free to tell me what you want to hear and or a film you want me to review. I do this for you all, and I want to keep it entertaining. Each pair of ears that you give to this podcast allows me to continue. For those who have have supported on a financial basis. I really appreciate the fact that you have supported me in that way. For those who want to give financial support, please go to anchor.fm forward slash the dash formal dash review and click support this podcast. And really any donation is appreciated. As with every episode, I do have music in the background. I do not own the rights to this music, but I put it in to show support for each film score. It is a very important part of the film and can really bring an audience back into the film's environment. This episode's music is from the Midsummer original score from Composed by Bobby Krillick, released on July 5th, 2019 by Milan Records. Thank you all for tuning in once again, and until next time, I'll see you at the movies. Take care, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of The Formal Review. We hope you'll join us again.